I'm here to announce the Ellie and Bex podcast. Great announcement. Well done, announcer. Mm. Proud of you. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I need to go back and listen to the show because I just want to get that bit where you told me one of your mates could get it and you told me he's a really big guy. I know that much. <laughs> Um, I think it was four o'clock in the okay, top of the hour. Okay, what we need to explain though is you and I say so-and-so can get it. It's like our like thing saying they're hot. Yeah, like I'll say hot chips can get it. You know, like it's not, no, but you, it's not you a sexual thing. Say, you say it a shitload about blokes. I say it a shitload it, about blokes. In this case it was, a, but there are difference. There's, there's like, oh, that burger can get it. And when you did this, let's just say the guy's name is Bruce, which it isn't. I'm going to find it out and I will put it in here somewhere. <laughs> uh, you went... Bruce can get it. Yeah, but it was an offhand comment. He actually yeah, can't because, do you know what? If I wanted Bruce, I could have had him by now. Oh, wow. Not, oh, my parents listen to this. Is, there, that anything, way, is there anything better than getting yourself <laughs> out of jail with the most obnoxious <laughs> self-rating comment ever? I could have had him. That did sound very self-rating. But no, like, it's just... Bro, the most recent audio I have on you is you saying that he can get it. No, I, I, I said that off air. Not Rory, no. No, it's not. Anyway, um, welcome to the podcast. Sorry, Mum and Dad. No one can get it. I Sorry, am an Mom innocent little girl. Yeah, it's truth I is promise. no one wants it. But um, today we discuss what ran into you, which is a lot of fun. Jess Malboy joins us and Peter Bowl, 800 metre fourth place getter at the Olympic Games. His teacher joins us, the one who discovered him. Oh, that's all we got time for. Ha, bye. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. I think it's fair to say most of Australia are falling in love with Peter Bowl so over the last so. few days. What a story, what a bloke uh, arriving from Sudan and uh, just his attitude um, to not only racing and competing but his attitude last night when he placed fourth, you know, that mixture of disappointment but also mm-hmm. pride in, um, you know, the, in the Aussie Strip. Amazing, right? It was huge. It was huge for the whole country. My housemates and I were cheering him along um, in that 800-metre final and he did so well. It's one of the great things about things like the Olympics is not just what actually happens. It's the stories behind these great athletes and particularly Mm. the ones that come from humble beginnings. And when we started to dig around uh, Peter's background, uh, it is a story of being a humble man. But more importantly, um, there's an interesting uh, moment for each and every athlete where they effectively get discovered, right? Yeah. We have... Uh, Helen on the phone. Helen is a teacher in Perth. Now, Helen is effectively, she will not say it, but the person who, well, she gave him his first ever run at the 400. So I'll just set the scene and then I'm going to hand over to you, Helen. You're standing there as a teacher trying to organise a team for an athletics carnival. And I know, having been a cricket captain and being in selection, those last few spots, they can be really hard to try and find people. And you just look at around and scratching your head, would that be fair to say? That's right. So, yeah, I was uh, I was Peter's head of house. Um, so, yeah, coordinating the events and trying to get runners and I didn't have anyone to run the 400 metres. So uh, I, there was a student next to me who said, um, you know, Peter can run Miss and I went, great, go grab him. So he brought him back to me and, uh, and I said, Peter, can you run? Because I wasn't, I didn't know Peter and... Uh, I said, can you run the 400 metres for me? And he said, how far is that, miss? <laughs> and I said, well, that's once around the track. And he said, yes, I can do that, miss. I went, okay. And off he went. And I went, whoa, this beautiful runner. And, you know, beat everyone by miles. Came back to me and I went, right, can you run the 800 now, <laughs> How far is that, miss? And uh, <laughs> he, he did. How far is that, miss? I said, well, that's two times around. Yes, miss, I can do that. And, yeah, just totally blitzed the field. And 
I was like, well, we've got special. This kid's pretty good, yeah. Of course, most of Australia, us included, have really cottoned on to him in the last sort of 72 hours. Um, I've become his biggest fan. Tell you what. He just (laughs) seems to have an incredible attitude and disposition, a really laid-back, genuine type of character. Would that be fair? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, very fair. He's very real. His character just shined last night in that interview. I mean, I don't... I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he was so calm. Mm. How um, how he was a, he was still appreciating the moment despite not winning a medal. He was still appreciative. He was you know he was acknowledging. I'm not happy. I'm disappointed. But um, to acknowledge the support that he's received is is wonderful. And and I'm so happy that that uh, that he's felt that. And he's felt the fact that we've all you know the rest of Australia besides you know have embraced him. Yeah, great. And so yeah, especially being an African man as well. Um, initially, mm. I mean, that, the reality is that um, the Sudanese people haven't always got the most positive press or treatment from some areas of Australian society. Mm. Um, and this is not a forum for people to discuss whether they agree or disagree with that. I think it's personally quite... I would say that it's, it's a hell of a lot better when people are welcomed uh, and when we see what they can achieve when they're people like Peter Bowl, for oh, sure. Well, as he said last night, you know, we are one. We're all just, you know one people yeah. and we're all in this together and yeah. one country. Yeah. It's amazing. Alan, he could really right. emerge Wonderful. from those humble beginnings on the on the grass oval at St Norbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could really mm-hmm. emerge into not just a leader for the Australian people but for his um, for, for his Community. ethnic group in, in Australia mm-hmm. which is, is a really powerful opportunity. It is. It's wonderful, and and you know, from going from this very shy boy who was very quiet, I could hardly hear him when when we spoke together. Uh, and now he's a public speaker, you yeah. know, with his own business, helping training AFL players, and uh, he's just developed so much through athletics. You know, not just as a runner, but. Um, you know, helping others, and he's confident yet humble. It's it's just wonderful. Is there any part of you, Helen, that's like, well, I, mean, I kind of created this. I want to cash <laughs> in. You know, like you, I well, let's, just, let's put it this way: if Elliot, if Elliot <laughs> yeah. noticed him running years and years ago, she'd be taking full credit. 100 percent, hundred percent. I put it in my Instagram bio. Not notwithstanding the, fa- the fact that yeah. your your great late father put so much effort in as a uh, you know experienced that's athletics fair. coach and mentor. Um, you know, uh, to Pete as well. But uh, you must feel pretty special, part of you. It is strange. Sometimes I just sort of stop and my husband will look at me and go, sweetie, you did this. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to sort of take it all in. It becomes a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> the question that's been on my, my mind since we started this interview is, did your house win that athletics carnival? I, I just need to know the one that oh, he ran yes, in. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, of course. Mate, they had Peter Bowl running the 4 <laughs> and 800. What do you think? <laughs> what colour were you? Is, is, isn't it... Blue. <laughs> Blue? <laughs> isn't it... Uh, stop making it about you. Okay, sorry. Okay? Uh, isn't it funny? Win. Whereas me, on the other hand, being typical Aussie bloke, I was like wondering if the boys nicknamed him Spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, and he started. Well, we've decided in my house... Uh, uh, you, you don't just go and get a bowl from the cupboard. You get a Peter bowl from now yep, on. That's, that's oh, what wow. it is. It's all coming out. It's all happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Helen, we um, uh, know that it. when stuff like this happens, your life goes from normal every day um, to a million different radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, internet people calling you and wanting to <laughs> hear the same bloody story yeah. 28,000 <laughs> times. So we do not take this time for granted. We really appreciate it and... Um, it's so nice to hear your part in what is one of the best stories of uh, the Tokyo Olympics. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ellie and Bex. 91.9. See you there. <laughs> talk about the Aussie skateboarders. Um, we won yeah. gold in the mm. skateboarding earlier today. Yes.
Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, but earlier I in think the they qualifying were stoked. round. I bet they were stoked. I didn't see the interview, but they were always stoked. <laughs> I'm they? so stoked. Stoked, yeah. Nah, <laughs> yeah. Throw some shackers. Oh, no, I think we're mixing up skaters and surfers. They're very different. We? You're yeah. the only one doing that. Keep your, keep your shackers. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Kieran Woolley, he ended up finishing fifth, but... In the qualifying round, um, mm. he was finishing off his run yeah. and he kind of veered off course a little bit and accidentally barreled into the cameraman who was yeah. filming all of this Absolutely stuff. smashed him. And if there weren't serious legal things around playing back any sort of audio from yeah. the Olympics, we would play it to you. But you're free to go and find it yourself. <laughs> the commentators went wild. They were, oh, no, he's ran into the cameraman. He's woolly gone into oh. him there. No need for a woolly pun. Thank you very much. All right. Especially thank, one that's woolly bad. Thank you, hey. principal. No? <laughs> Anyway, so the poor cameraman's lying on the ground and the legend, Kieran, goes up, fist bumps him, like finishes his run. He still had a few seconds left, finished the run, went up, fist bumped him, helped him back up. All is well in the world. Mm. But it got me thinking, I thought a fun question to ask people. got me thinking, let's drop a giant pen during the middle of a break. (laughs) What happened there? I just fell off the table. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Five for five. (laughs) Can I just, one day you'll let me get a sentence out. You're Honestly. kidding. You're kidding. I've said three frigging words since the start of this break. Don't, oh. don't you dare sit there and act like I'm restricting you, okay? You're, oh. you're restricting you, dear. Just trying to get my story out. Five, four, five, <laughs> double one, the nine, battle one, with him. nine. We'd like to know what <laughs> ran into you. Yes. Or what did you run into? Uh, did you get barreled over by mm. a bicycle mm. or by an elephant mm. or by a dog or by a skateboard? What ran into you? Sky in Pack Paradise, uh, what's running to you? A wasp. A wasp? A wa- please do tell. <laughs> uh, this is back when I was a toddler. I was kicking a ball in the backyard with Dad. Went to run up to kick the ball and all of a sudden I've gone flat on the back. Mum and Dad had to rush me to the hospital because I had a wasp in my eye. I'd ran straight into <gasps> it. Ow. Oh. That's a wasp in your eye. Yeah. So did it sting you like as soon as it did hit it, you in the oh eye? My God. No, no, it waited around. Oh. It stayed for coffee. <laughs> so, Sky, what's going on? You know, a lot of people think us wasps sting straight away. I'd actually like to get to know you first because I don't like to sting everyone. I mean, if you don't deserve it, I don't want to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what a sh- fair dinkum. Hey, Sky, I'll tell you this one, um, just, so, you know, because you and I, we're very much the same because uh, I used to ride a motorcycle everywhere. It was my mode of transport. And I remember coming uh, southeastern freeway, which is in, in Brisbane, and I had my uh, lid up, so wind rushing in, wind rushing in, and then a bee came and liquidated in my eyeball. Just Did it sting oh, you? Oh, no. It was dead. So it didn't sting they, you? Well, only because I hit it at 110 <laughs> k's an hour. There you go. See, Sky wasn't going quick enough. Jai is in Caloundra. What were in to you? Uh, first of all, guys, great show. Recently converted. Don't worry about me. Oh, what a guy. Stop That's it. all we need. You can go. We'll just yeah, give you a prize. Let's just get to the news then, um, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, so uh, I was living in Kings Beach at the time uh, and I've been down to like the tavern, the pool comp, whatever they are these days. Yeah. And uh, I was walking home, just literally a couple of streets up from the, from the local and I was walking home and I was just, it was actually schoolies and all the, all the cars were parked and stuff. the music was pumping out of all the cars, probably playing CFM of course. Of course, yes, of course. And, uh, good man. And, and I was looking at the cars that actually going on and, and I was just blindsided by something that was come, come ricketing down the hill and I could hardly hear it over the music of the cars and um, yeah, completely blindsided, skittled me and... Uh, all I remember is I just killed him a head up off the off the tarmac, and I could just see coals, uh, like a, a 
Coles was written across the front of the shopping trolleys at the time, those two bars on the bottom of the shopping trolley. Stop it! So I've been hit. I've been hit by a shopping trolley that, that someone, someone had been riding down the hill, and it took me out. I didn't know what had hit me at the time. I kind of looked up, lifted my head off the pavement, and whoever was in it was, I don't know, a bit worried about what I was going to do or whatever, but I, 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 he, he jumped out of the shopping trolley and then slammed it in my face, and I was sort of tilting my head up. So you literally so, you literally got trolleyed. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> know. I thought the schoolies are the ones being trolleyed on. Yeah, well, I tell you what. <laughs> That's any so, any so, were you all right? Yeah, like I, I took my shirt off, covered my nose, my nose like bleeding profusely, so I covered mm. my nose, mm. and I got probably so I don't know halfway up the street, and uh, I could literally wring my shirt out, the, like the blood out of my shirt, and I thought this is oh. not right. So I called, called an ambulance. They didn't believe a bloody word I said, and took me to took me to Flanders Hospital and and told me they could do nothing and sent me home. And the next day I had to show up for work. We're we're actually doing a bit of filming at the time. And yeah, I just run up to work. <laughs> the blood nose. Yeah, kind of, kind of. When you partially break a stick, it kind of gives up my nose. So I kind of lift my nose up into the bike and have a little bit of bit of a pointy section on my already large nose. Gonna gonna puke. Yeah, it's, you tell everyone now. It's um, it's swelling. Uh, I, there's been some um, side yeah. effects though that passed on to Jai, of course, after getting hit by the trolley. Now, whenever he drives, you can't drive in a straight line, and it always pulls to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Gabby in Karamandi. Gabby, what ran into you, my friend? Um, well, it's actually, I've got this weird thing where goats don't like me. I don't know why. <laughs> I love and that. twice, I, I love had that. a goat run at me. Once taken my legs out from under me, just like it was in this little like playpen, like you know, those little mm. nice little cut the animals. Yeah, like a petting pen. zoo. Yes. Yeah, like a petting zoo. Yeah. And it ran like out of everyone, it ran through the crowd and like took me out by under my legs. <laughs> and my- then there was another time where I was feeding a goat over a fence, like feeding leaves. And then it stopped eating, so I looked over to see if it was still there, and it jumped up and headbutted me off of the fence. <laughs> First of all. After the first incident, why are you going back near goats again? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking. I wouldn't be touching them. Well, I'm oh. a good person and I feel like I feed it. <laughs> I just wanted to feed it. What's wrong? I mean, I can't believe we've come this far and Ellie hasn't done something like, you've got to be kidding uh, well, me. Well, I was thinking, has it got your goat? That's where I was heading, but I couldn't, no, yeah, well, I couldn't figure out how to work it really in. really work. Um, so now, has it developed into a full-blown phobia? Is it something where you avoid goats at all costs? Yeah, I really don't like goats, especially the ones with little horns that have already started. No, yeah. not into it. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got this thing where goats don't like you, The apparently. only thing I can think of <laughs> is that perhaps it's some sort of Terminator situation where, you know, goats know that Gabby in a future life is going to affect the goat race. And so if you're born as a goat, it's naturally in your DNA that if you see Gabby, you've got to take her out. Wow. I mean... So I reckon it's as plausible as any other it, explanation, yeah, let's enough. be honest. Great call, Gabby. <laughs> Thank you. Let's move on to Maria in Bly Bly. Maria, what's run into you? Um, with a push bike. <laughs> of course. Oh, Maria, are you okay? <laughs> Bloody cyclists. <laughs> well, I wasn't, no. What's what the, happened? What's the, yeah, what's the context? I was overseas a couple of years ago in um, the capital city of Albania, Tirana, and mm. I walked out of a shopping centre. And, of course, it's opposite roadways to us, left-hand coming from the left, you know, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I walked out to the street across the road and I looked to my left because <laughs> that's where the traffic was coming from and it was a one-way road. So oh, why no. would I look to my right? Yeah, of so course. I stepped out because the traffic had stopped at a light and I stepped out and all of a sudden something caught my eye and I turned around and the cyclist was coming up the wrong way and we saw each other <laughs> and... 
He moved to the left, I moved to the left, which did a skip and jump across the road and neither of us knew which way to go and he clipped me, got it, my, his handlebar onto my handbag, ripped me up the street. <laughs> we both come off a sixer. Oh, he ran into a parked car. I'm down on the road. Next moment, all the traffic starts coming because it's a green light. They all hit the skids. They all come out and didn't know which one of us to pick up. It's <laughs> so funny now, but it, was, yeah, it uh, wasn't back then. Quite traumatic. <laughs> of course, Albania, the home of Dua Lipa, and that's exactly what you did in that situation. A bit of a leap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, and no one can speak English, which was the worst oh, thing. No. <laughs> oh, no. Well, at least you can laugh about it Sunny today. Albania. Right? I can Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful one day, comatose the next. <laughs> isn't it? Billy and Bex. 91.9 CFM. I don't know how to cope. I mean, it's our show is just usually, you know, such a down-to-earth everyday show. It's, that well, No frills is what I mean. No bells, no whistles. No not famous be- people? Well, not because we can't, but... Because we can't. Um, <laughs> but right now, uh, one of the biggest guests we've had, Jess Mowboy, joins us. Hello. Hello, guys. How are you? Oh, we're going well, Jess. Right. We're very excited. The <laughs> voice, it's coming back this weekend, and you are going to be one of the judges. How mm. are you feeling about it? I, you know what? I'm, I'm really, really pumped. I feel like your job, right? Being yeah. in the voice, I feel like that's something that I've been training for for the last year because here in Queensland we haven't been able to dance. Yes. It's been illegal. So chair dancing has really been a thing. Which has been great here. for me because I'm incredibly <laughs> yes. uncoordinated. And I feel like so. if you're a judge in The Voice, all you've got to do is dance in your yeah. chair and spin around, right? Honestly, during this unfortunate times where we have to deal with tough things as not being able to be in, in too close contact or, you know, having to dance in mm. the seat. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I, you know, working with Rita, Keith and Guy and just being able to share the stage and, and hear their knowledge and their experience. Jess, yeah. you don't need to comment on this, but I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, Chaney, do you think that the <laughs> producers are feeling like they dodged a bullet by not signing Delta? As good as she was as a judge, oh, not yeah. really. Not good publicity You don't want to be saying Delta. <laughs> Delta. Several <laughs> times a night um, on a broadcast. Right. Team Delta, oh, wow. not great. Oh, wow. She's like, you went there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hey, uh, Ms. Mowboy, I first interviewed you, I reckon, about 2009. It would have been Young Divas Tour, Gold Coast Network Studios, yeah, yes. long, long time ago. Is it a good thing being in a sort of a lockdown situation? I ask you that because I just remember even at that stage, and this is before the incredible amount of hits that you released, is it a good thing? to be able to say to people, social distancing, social distancing, because you used to get mobbed. Yeah, you know, it's different times. I mean, even from a technology point of view, I mean, even when I was doing a show um, just like The Voice, uh, you know, we didn't have crazy social media. You know, we didn't Mm. have, like, constant mobile phone interactions. It was purely, you know, physical meet and greets and stuff like that. I'm not going to sit you up here, but I did notice your turn of phrase when I did a show like The Voice back in the day, quote, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to say it. It's like on radio, Howie. You know, you don't mention the opposition. Well, Idol Idol, Idol is a different kind of show. I mean, you, you went on and you were judged. And, you know, the voice is purely by instinct. So I think for me being on, you know, for the first time in a different chair and taking off my studio hat and my own craft that I do every day, it's nice to be able to step in, um, you know, leadership shoes and and be able to give advice. You're getting older. You are getting older. You are getting older, (laughs) man. I don't know about that, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mate, it happens to all of us. It was my birthday yesterday, so... Happy birthday. I I totally get it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but knowing she she's so so young when she started, Jess was actually eighteen yesterday. So um, <laughs> great. Oh 
Oh, wait to hear the new stuff. You've got to give us a little bit of a taste of something I can go to the next music meeting with and say we've got to be on this as soon as it comes out. <laughs> Honestly, you know, as much as I love my pop rhythmic, I also love my soul R&B, so Ooh. that's all I can really give you. I told you she was getting point. older. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll leave you, I will leave you a spot in the next few music meetings, just oh, like that. Yes, Malboy. <laughs> As always, a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, keep an eye out for The Voice. It does so premiere much. Sunday on what Channel 7. What a great group 7. of humans. We're really looking forward to that. Good on you, Jess. Great to chat. Thanks, brother. Thank you, sir. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Big uh, friend, I should say, of the show. Uh, we're a fan of hers, Taylor Moss, a local muso sensation. Some call her um, the next uh, Madonna. Um, <laughs> or the next Carrie Underwood. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, they haven't done that. But uh, Tay, welcome, welcome, um, and good to uh, hear from you again. Hello. How are you guys? Cool. Good. A little bit bummed because normally when you got a new show uh, song, I should say you come in, we hang out, uh, maybe we have a beverage, you know, as Elliot would say, and <laughs> then you play it live. But bloody lockdown. Yep, I know, I know, but. You know what? What can we do about it? Nothing. So true. So true. <laughs> Just yeah. stay home, wait for it to be over, pretty All much. under control. What have you been up to, Mossy, besides the um, obvious thing to do as a recording artist that is uh, write and produce music uh, during this last couple of weeks? Yeah, I, I've actually been super productive. I've been trying to make lots of TikToks, trying to produce lots of content, getting photo shoots done, obviously still writing. Yeah, I just like to keep myself as busy as I possibly can. And since being in lockdown, I live by myself, so I've been um, indulging in quite a bit of Pinot Noir. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all, I thought she was going to say Netflix. She said Pinot Noir. No, Uh, I'm literally (laughs) having a wine tasting in my house on the weekend uh, just to give us something to do. With only members of the household. Yeah. (laughs) But, but Mossy, the other thing uh, that might be difficult for you is much like me, you're an outdoorsy person. You like the, you know, the water and how's that going for you? Well, actually, here's a funny story. So, two days before we went into lockdown, I was loading the jet ski onto the car with the trailer, and um, my pop pushed the trailer to get it a little bit closer to the car, and it decided to get a little bit too much momentum, and I tried to save it, and I put my hand in between a jet ski trailer and a car. No. Oh, my God, I've done that before, (laughs) Taylor. She has. And I I came to work, and I was like, Bex, I can't press the buttons. I've broken my finger. It's it's so sore. And he didn't believe me, but it was so sore. Yeah, but yours had already rolled off. She's copped yeah, the full force true. there. I freak out now. So I don't know if you know, Mossy, but since we last hung out, I've got a uh, heaps bigger boat. Um, oh, and, and, what and a flex? No, well, mate. I've got a heaps bigger boat. I've eh? been working for 40 <laughs> frigging years <laughs> to get this thing. Now I've got a bigger boat. Excuse me. Someone I can, called Jules. I, I can appreciate a big boat, guys. So I currently have a splint on my finger <gasps> because I've crushed it um, and I've done some tendon damage and some nerve damage. Is it not fun? On your fretting hand or yeah, on your strumming still, hand? Can you still On play? my strumming hand so I can oh. use other fingers. I've oh. done my index finger. So to be honest, I'm not saying that lockdown is a good thing. It's definitely not could at the moment. Could have been a capo but <laughs> if it got it the other way around. <laughs> but I don't have to play at the moment, which is actually kind of a bit of a blessing because my finger can heal. But, yeah, talking about outdoorsy things, I tried to go for a jet ski two days before lockdown and I never made it. <laughs> it's all Pop's fault, uh, let's be honest. <laughs> he probably doesn't is. listen to us, but uh, it's all his fault. Hey, mate, a new song. I want to get it on um, right now, so tell us all about it. Yeah, so this is my brand-new single. It's called Chaser. And the whole concept behind this song is I need a chaser after my shot with you. And I think most people can relate. Um, Everyone's had a bad shot with someone and Mm. needed a chaser to wash it down because they've left a bad taste in your mouth. So obviously an alcohol metaphor um, put into love. 
She's and so... alcohol and love seem to work hand in hand. So That is true. It's where Especially many people if you're find LA. it. The amount of times you've said to me, look, I've just got to get drunk before this happens. <laughs> That's the thing. But look how many times I've been drunk and nothing's yeah. happened, though. She's like, you're like a 2010 Adele at the moment, Mossy. It's like, all right, everything's about, everything sucks. I'm waiting for you to just come out in 10 years' time and be like, yep, married, everything sorted. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I know how to pick them. <laughs> you and me both, sister. Here it is. Chaser, the brand new one from Taylor Moss. Love you, mate. Rest that finger. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much, guys. Nelly and Bex. 91.9 CFM. If there's one thing we know is that uh, it's lucky it's you parents doing the homeschooling, online <laughs> learning, whatever you want to call it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, really, what it comes down to is it's lucky you guys doing it, not us. A hundred percent. We don't know what we're doing. Uh, someone who does, or hopefully does, because he's got two kids, is Barat. Hey, Bud. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm winging myself. Oh, I'm winging, I, just winging my way through oh, it. Oh, I checked in with you yesterday, of course, uh, Braxy yeah. and Harps, yeah. and I know yeah. that your kids are, they, well, let's just say they have their father's personality with their mother's tenacity. Oh. Um, yeah, they, they had great delight in sending you voice messages. <laughs> <laughs> they were spamming me. Uh, yeah. Cute as hell with me, but I know with you, mm. a tough couple of mm. days to the point where mm. he'll always... Always take my call, and we'll always. I'll be like, "Can, oh, can you help me with this? Doesn't take can can yeah. you help that, etc., or whatever yeah. else?" So probably block. Yeah. And uh, yesterday yeah. he was like, "I can't help you, <laughs> not today. <laughs> I just can't. I couldn't do it. Like I didn't. I didn't get outside until after three o'clock because I'd forgotten to actually go outside because I was inside all day. Like homeschooling, I went out, had a couple of breaths, and I went, "Well, I've got nothing else to do now." I went back inside and continued. It was intense. Oh God! All right, what subjects have you been teaching this week? What have you learnt? Well, um, so far we've been doing a lot of, uh, like, English, uh, reading, uh, spelling, um, a lot of maths and stuff too. And the good thing is the stuff that comes sent from the school, they also send the answers too. So it's just like (laughs) I can refer to it easily and it's fine. So you look like a genius. Uh, I get asked the question though, knowing you Mm. as I do, why is Mm. your wife, who is um, the educated business executive, not doing, Mm. doing this sort of stuff? Well, she, she's very good at out, outsourcing. <laughs> so it's just like, that, that's fine. She looks at the daily thing. It's like, okay, no, you got this, you got this. But look, I'll give you a sound. This is how well um, the homeschooling is going to me at the moment. <laughs> I've had to sneak out to the garage. <laughs> and just, I, just need, I just need a bit of adult time. <laughs> Dad. I just, I just need, I'm happy to talk to you guys for 20 minutes. <laughs> you want to come in and co-host the show for the rest no, of it? Braxy, got two hours Braxy Harper, if you're listening, he's in the garage and he's drinking. No, 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 keep it down, keep it down. They're busy, they're busy. No, look, in all seriousness, the schools have been fantastic and there's a lot of apps. So it's not like we're left to ourselves, and yeah, and the kids are still sort of having contact with the with the teachers, and the teachers are reading them books, and you know the kids are getting great delight. But it's just it's just like half a crap the shits at me uh, within five minutes of uh, teaching yesterday. It's like, Dad, can you please just be more like a teacher? <laughs> Does she know who she's dealing well, with? Well, I mean, does she, know that, does she oh, yeah, know that you're yeah, drunk yeah, as well? You know, you're doing the best well, you can on 20 beers. No, that's maths. That's maths. <laughs> if, uh, if, if the if the counting starts at 24 and I drink eight, how many have I got yes, left? exactly. But also, mate, mm. at the end of the day, if you want to be more like a teacher, all you need is another 12 weeks annual leave every year and you can go home Ooh. at 3 o'clock. Yes, exactly. uh, Bex said that, ladies and gentlemen. Bex said that. Yeah, for CEOs <laughs> listening. What, the, the, radio, the radio union's just not doing its job, <laughs> is it? <laughs> is there a radio union? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Sure. All right. Well, listen, um, yeah. you know, you, the kids are, are our future and your kids are intelligent ah. and we hope that oh, they stay yes. that way, please. Well, the future is in great shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Kelly and Bex. 91.9 CFM.